Hello, this is David Thompson from the Fraser Valley in British Columbia with a message for all those that are hungry and thirsty for reality, for ultimate meaning, purpose, and destiny. For those that are new, I want to refer you to my website at ultimatemeaning.com where you can read a flip book for free that is very original writing by from myself through the gifting of God's Spirit. And there's lots of print that is highlighted in red, which are links to YouTube videos. They're very profound, amazing videos confirming the reality from many fields of science and archaeology of what I am sharing here about. And this is a message to those that have come to know the ultimate manifestation and perfection of love the very love life source of all creation, the source of reality, the one true eternal God who rules in the three ultimate aspects of existence as God the Father beyond the creation realm, beyond time and space, fully expressed into the creation realm, the second aspect of existence as the Son, the word Son meaning expression, the full expression of the one true God to man is only through Jesus Christ. And in the third aspects of existence, omnipresence, filling all dimensions of creation and time and space and beyond with the Father as the Holy Spirit, and I am here with a message to those that have come to know this one true God through Jesus Christ, who is fully God manifest in the flesh. This message is to those that are gathered around Christ, whether in small groups or large or in between throughout the world. In this serious time of crisis, especially here in the United States and in Canada, which is, well, in the United States, which is the epicenter of what is happening around the world, which I do not want to go into for time, I think all of us know, but you can see on my website, such as the one I just mentioned, and loverealize.com as well, links to news sources that highly validate their sources of information instead of lying to you. As you'll notice, the fake news can never back up anything they say these days. I won't get into all of that. And so I seek to bring these messages to speak as the Word of God commands us to speak. It says in 1 Peter 4.11, If any man speak, let him speak as the oracles of God. And so I will seek to speak as the oracles of God. This is further explained in Revelations 19.10, which says, Worship God for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. When we worship God in spirit and in truth out of a pure heart of love for God with great reverence, we are filled with his spirit in an overflow beyond ourselves that results in creative utterances that are coming from God, where we speak words that are coming from the spirit of God. It means that we are in a heart set and mindset of the worship I just mentioned. Worshiping God out of that heart set and mindset and consciousness allows God to speak out of us. If we don't have something pre-planned in our mind that we're going to speak on, oh yeah, we might know the passages of Scripture and so on, 
but I am trusting God to speak what he would speak through me today. And one of the things I do to facilitate that is to cast lots on the Word of God to get the possibility of any chapter from the Bible through two independent random applications which I use to get two chapters that would confirm each other as to the message God would be saying at this particular time. And today is November the 14th of 2022 on Monday. And so I want to share with you what I received. I also seek to choose a song, sometimes by the casting of lots, sometimes just as I trust God and his providence through my searching to lead me to songs that I'm very fussy about. The songs that the words have great meaning and depth and impact in our lives and that the tune is really nice and that it is on a video that can be seen with the words so that it can be used in a local congregation. So when you go to my website at loverealize.com, you will find a link to worship songs there, which is a whole playlist of probably well over 100 really high quality songs now and it's growing all the time and so today i also picked a song that we are going to sing before i bring this message which i will now bring soon and so let's go with that song first of all that i chose for today Putting on the Ritz. Our God is an awesome God. There's thunder in his footsteps and lightning in his fists. Our God is an awesome God. And the Lord wasn't joking when he kicked him out of Eden. It wasn't for no reason that he shed his blood. His return is very close, and so you better be believing that our God is an awesome God. Our God is an awesome God. Yeah. 
Our God is indeed an awesome God, and it is one of the things that is greatly lacking in the body of Christ in this hour, in the prosperous parts of the world, such as the West here, is the lack of the fear of God. And so may we be those that remember who our God is, that he is awesome. You see, when you really love someone, they're precious. You don't treat them just as common. And when you are really conscious that you are walking in union with God, the Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, you are always in a state that is filled with a measure of awe, of reverence, of, of sensitivity. Really, it is that sensitivity that is birthed out of the fear of God, out of the reverence, the sensitivity to who God is, to rightly expressing your love and appreciation to him and hearing and perceiving him and what he is communicating to you. And that is related to, in measure, the passages that I received by the casting of Lot today. And so I asked myself, okay, out of these two chapters that I received today, what is God saying by his spirit to the churches in this particular hour throughout the world, and especially here in the United States and Canada where I live? <clears throat> and if I cough a bit, I'm getting over a really serious attack of influenza. And I happen to know some of the best things to take against that such as chlorine dioxide, Brocomax, and uh, that's a natural product, very powerful to protect the lungs. And so I am fully recovered after only a few days. I think it was enough to almost kill some people. <coughs> so I do have a little bit there, but I got over it pretty quickly. But here I want to share with you what I received today. From the Word of God, I received Isaiah 10 and 2 Chronicles 23. And I also further cast lots for more insight and meditation and got Psalms 75. So I'm going to share some of the verses from these passages and what God is saying. There is in these two chapters God's plan to fulfill his purpose in bringing forth the rem remnant of his people to deliverance, blessing, and to the glory of his praise. The glory of God. That is generally seen in these two chapters that I just mentioned, Isaiah 10 and 2 Chronicles 23. And so I just want to read some of the verses now, first of all, that are significant in Isaiah 10, starting in verse 20 to 24. And it says, And it shall come to pass in that day that the remnant of Israel and such as are escaped of the house of Jacob shall no more again stay upon him that smote them, but shall stay upon the Lord, or Yahweh, the Holy One of Israel, in truth. The remnant shall return, even the remnant of Jacob, unto the mighty God. In the original, that's the Almighty's usually. Uh, referring to the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. For though, for though thy people Israel be as the sand of the sea, yet a remnant of them shall return. The consumption decreed 
shall overflow with righteousness. The consumption decreed shall overflow with righteousness. We are living in a time when we are seeing a great consumption beginning to take place upon the earth. And I will remind you that some of my messages recently have been upon the fact that the Lord says, for example, in Zephaniah, that he will devour the whole earth with the fire of his jealousy. That is the idols that people are worshiping. And that is those people that have been demonized and given over to these evil things. He will consume the whole earth. He will devour the whole earth with the fire of his jealousy. And we begin to see this happening. And it is amazing that some people are like frogs that are being gradually boiled, not knowing how hot the water is getting until it's too late and they're dead. And that is happening. For example, how many people are aware of all the people that are dying from these vaccinations? There's now over 100 doctors in Canada here mostly in Ontario, and they, I don't know if they have the full statistics for the other provinces, uh, provinces that have dropped dead from taking the boosters, of taking four shots or more, a hundred in their youth, in their health, while swimming from cardiovascular attacks. We have the uh, Surgeon General of Florida coming out saying how corrupt the CDC is and all of these organizations that are supposed to be authorities of health have become totally corrupted and they're lying and not telling the truth that all these people are dropping dead around the world. And then we have the World Economic Forum under Klaus Schwab, whose dad was buddy buddies with Hitler and who Trudeau and others are disciples of like Macron and so on and all these billionaires and what is their plan he talks in his book about reducing the world population from 7 billion down to 500 million Klaus Schwab and writes it right in his book you can read it for yourself and they talk openly about this and we see it happening people are dying everywhere people are not aware of the statistics from insurance companies and from the morgues of the multitudes of people that are dying in their youth especially from between around between 18 and 35 years old, a lot of them are dying. And there is others as well. And I have no time to get into that. But this is showing a consumption and an example of what is happening in this hour. And we might be asking ourselves, why would God allow this to happen to his creation? Believe me, God is in control. It says in this passage of scripture here that the consumption is decreed. God knows. He has a plan. He has a purpose. You know, I am about to publish a book on Amazon titled Afterlife, Incredible, Unbelievable. I'm just working on the cover now. That's all I got left is to do the cover. Hopefully I get it up possibly as early as today. Probably not. But, but in that book, I give an example of people that have had very tragic accidents. One man is, you know, he's got his wife and his two sons and daughter in the car and they have an accident and he's the only one that survives in his son. But he goes before the Lord there. He's temporarily dead himself and 
He sees his wife. His wife says, you have to return to look after your son. The Lord's there. The Lord lets him later on, um, his little daughter, I believe it was, lets him hold. He can feel the daughter in his arms. He can feel the warmth of her body, just like, you know, very real, very physical. And the Lord allows him to have the privilege to give the daughter back to him. Though he took it in a seeming tragedy. The privilege. And the Lord tells him, you may look at this as a tragedy, but I foreknew that this was all happening. It is not. It is perfectly in my plan that all of these things were allowed to happen. We don't see it from this side because we're looking at the bottom of the mat where there's no pattern. God does have a plan. He has a purpose in all that he allows, even though it may seem like the enemy is totally in control and that we've, we're finished in our lives personally or whatever is happening to our particular community or nation. And God is wanting us to realize he is in control of all events upon the earth. There's a consumption decreed upon the whole earth. But it's going to overflow in righteousness, brothers and sisters. So you need to be encouraged. And we go on and we read here. For the Lord God of hosts shall make a consumption even determined in the midst of all the land. Therefore thus saith the Lord God of hosts, which in the original is Yahweh the Almighty's Father, Son, and Holy Spirit of hosts, O my people that dwellest in Zion, be not afraid of the Assyrian. He shall smite thee with a rod and shall lift up his staff against thee after the manner of Egypt. So God may allow us to go through pain. He may allow us to suffer under the oppression of the enemy, but he has an appointed time as we endure that we will be blessed if we endure to the place of deliverance. And of course, it goes on in this passage and talks about the anointing that will break the yoke off of Syria, off of Israel that is oppressing them at this particular time. And of course, also refers to the Antichrist system in the last days that will be in the same location somewhere there in the Mideast, just south of Israel, the little horn that springs up towards the south and towards the pleasant land, probably near Dubai or somewhere like that, which could be the place where Babylon is in the last days that is described in Revelations 18 and so on. I want to go on here and I just want to continue and share with you the other passage I received because we must perceive what God is saying to us as individuals in this time and also as the body of Christ. We might be experiencing trials in our lives that are taking us into a place where it seems like the enemy's taking everything from us. He's robbing us financially. I'm in a terrible situation financially, the worst in my life, and, and I'm just trusting God at this time. I, I own off a lot of money, and I can't pay it. And I should have been receiving $93,000 through the inheritance from my mother and so on, and I can't go into the details of why and all of that. I haven't received it. I have asked 
my brothers and sisters, why are you not giving me this, which is rightfully mine? It is very unjust and very hurtful to me personally, what I went through to realize that this has happened. But I know it doesn't matter if I get that or not. God is able to provide from an unknown source what is way beyond my ability to ever pay off. Maybe from this book that I'm about to publish. But whatever happens, I know what allowed these circumstances was God. He had a purpose to deal with me, to bring me into a place of trusting him and being in a closer walk with him. And if I wasn't under such pressure, I wouldn't have the same result. It takes the heat to melt something in order to mold it. God is wanting to deal with our lives individually as well as corporately. And I want to read this other passage now in 2 Chronicles 23, 12 to 16. This is the account of Athaliah, a wicked queen that killed all the potential heirs to the throne. And I think it was something like 70 people she killed, all related to the lineage of, I assume it was King David. And uh, a really terrible thing. But she missed one. And they hid this child. And they nurtured him. And there was a plan to make him king. And so now he's at the right age that they can make him king. So what happens? They, they have a plan. They have all the soldiers guarding the king. And... Uh, they come together and we read this. Now, when Athaliah heard the noise of the people running and praising the king, here all the soldiers are guarding him and they got all the trumpeters there, everything. And uh, she came to the people into the house of the Lord and she looked and behold, the king stood at his pillar at the entering in and the princes and the trumpets by the king. And all the people of the land rejoiced and sounded with trumpets and also the singers with instruments of music, and such as taught to sing praise. Then Athaliah rent her clothes and said, Treason, treason. Then Jehoda the priest brought out the captains of hundreds that were set over the host and said unto them, Have her forth of the ranges, and whoso followeth her, let him be slain with the sword. For the priest said, Slay her not in the house of the Lord. So they laid hands on her. And when she was come to the entering of the horse gate by the king's house, they slew her there. And Jehoiada made a covenant between him and between all the people and between the king that they should be the Lord's people. They made a covenant. Brothers and sisters, we are living in a time when there has been tyranny throughout the world. We see what has happened here in Canada, the terrible tyranny that has taken place. How many people have lost their jobs and their livelihood and all kinds of things because of these ridiculous unscientific mandates for a vaccine that is actually killing many people. Total, there's been a total corruption of the whole system.
stopworldcontrol.com has a lot of information on there of this whole structure of wickedness that goes through Klaus Schwab, the World Economic Forum, through Bill Gates and through George Soros and all of these that own well over 70% of everything that exists in the world of wealth and how they're using that wealth to corrupt so many people. And of course, the election in the United States has been stolen in uh, 2020. And now we see again the same thing happening in this midterm, their attempt to steal the election. All of these things are going on. And it may seem like we are helpless, but God has a plan. And he has the hidden one. He has his hidden ones that will come forth just like this king came forth. And these that have been in tyranny and have stolen the election in the United States and others will have their day of judgment and a reckoning soon because God is allowing this because he wants to show his hand of deliverance as he did here in bringing forth his king that cut off the head of the serpent of this tyranny. And when I think of this tyranny that is happening around the world right now, the head needs to be cut off and we need to pray that God goes after the head and cuts the head off just as it happened here with Athaliah. God has a plan for this to happen in the United States. Watch when his hand of deliverance comes. When we put vengeance in his hand, and believe me, I get really indignant at all the terrible injustice I'm seeing and the outrageous lies that the news media in the United States is telling people. Most of the people have woken up to it now and are not watching the news media because they know they've been corrupted. They've been infiltrated by the Chinese Communist Party for the last 30 years, as well as the global elites that all want a one-world government to make everyone slave and take away their freedom. And I could go on and talking a lot about all of the things the enemy's doing to oppress the world. But God is wanting us as his people to be ready for his return because he is going to finally come on the scene. So when the Antichrist comes forth, which is the last manifestation, but before that last manifestation, there's a manifestation of the Antichrist right now, seeking to control the world. But this is going to be brought forth with a mighty deliverance that will allow for a great ingathering of the harvest in these last days. It says in Revelations 14 about the two harvests. And it says that we're to ask of him rain in the time of the latter rain for the harvest, to bring forth that mighty harvest before the judgment harvest that comes in Revelations 14 as well. I don't have time to go in and share all about that right now, but I do want to go and touch on to Psalms now. And what I've read there, which is also in line under the leading of the Spirit of God by his powerful providence in the Word of God through the casting of Lot which only works when you do it in great reverence before God, in a right relationship with God. And we read here in Psalm 75, 2 to 5, when I shall receive the congregation, I will judge uprightly. The earth and all the inhabitants thereof are dissolved. You see, this is about the consumption again. We are 
falling in despair and saying, God, why would you allow your precious human creation to be dying all over in droves? It's worse than World War II or World War III. It's worse than even an atomic attack, the millions of people that are going to die from these vaccines, especially those that get two or more. Some might not notice anything for five years, but those spike proteins are, there's a process going on. But God can deliver you if you're taking, if you've taken too many of those. There is formulas you can find out about to fight these things. And I won't go into that. You can, you can definitely find that information on the internet. if You go to valid sources and I don't have that in front of me right now. When I shall receive the congregation. Now I read that. It says the earth and all the inhabitants thereof are dissolved. I bear up the pillars of it, Selah. I said unto the fools, deal not foolishly. And to the wicked, lift not up the horn. Lift not up your horn on high. Speak not with a stiff neck. And that is what these tyrannical people are doing. They're lifting up their horn. They're conceited and proud, living in an unreal realm, thinking that they can control everyone like they are God. And God is saying to them, don't you lift up your horn. And don't you speak stubbornly before me. I am the one in control, not you. And we read on here, starting in verse 7, skipping there. But God is the judge. He putteth down one and setteth up another. For in the hand of the Lord there is a cup, and the wine is red. It is full of mixture, and he poureth out the same. But the dregs thereof, all the wicked of the earth, shall wring them out and drink them. But I will declare forever, I will sing praises to the God of Jacob. All the horns of the wicked also will I cut off, but the horns of the righteous shall be exalted. There is a time when God is going to exalt you, as he did Mordecai, who was oppressed by Haman in the book of Esther. His horn was exalted, but Haman was the one that was the horn of the wicked. And so we have a type of this happening today where the enemy is seeking to bring persecution upon the people of God. We see it. Look at Biden speaking against the vast majority of Americans, many of who are Christians, and them actually saying on there how they despise Christians sometimes. Them, all these FBI raids on innocent homes of Christian believers that haven't done anything. It's insane what is happening. But we know the time is coming where there is breakthrough. And what is God calling his people to do? To facilitate this bringing in of the harvest, this great deliverance that is about to come. He is calling us as his people to repent and come into a new order in the body of Christ. The end time order, which is to be under the fullness of the headship of Christ is the head of your corporate assembly, whether small or great. The time has come for a new order in the body of Christ that will fulfill John 17. The time has come to awake body of Christ and never go back to being church the way you were 
come into the headship of Christ when you gather together. How does that look? I'll tell you how. Forget about pre-service prayer meetings. Make your church a prayer meeting. Get on your faces before God and become so conscious of him in your midst that you're more conscious of Christ in your midst than the people that are running their program at the front. Forget about your programs. Get on your faces before God. Unto him shall the gathering of the people be. Make your house a house of prayer, of utter reverence and awe before the presence of God, the Almighty's, the one true Yahweh, the Almighty's one, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Get on your faces until Jesus Christ, you're more conscious of him walking in your midst than of any person. And out of that can spring forth worship and song and in praise, and the gifts of the Spirit, and it should be facilitated that each member in the body functions in the gifts of the Spirit, whether it be a word of encouragement, or exhortation, or testimony, or prayer, that is also a word to the congregation. Whatever form it comes in, may you learn all to speak freely as the oracles of God, out of the Spirit of God, to one another, to edify one another. It is so greatly lacking in the body of Christ. Everyone's looking up to a few ministers at the front all the time like they got all the gifts. God forbid. Yes, there's a place for ministry, but that comes after the body functions in ministry and is free to prophesy, to sing, to testify in the body of Christ. That is the new order he wants in the church where he can fully be the head, where God can move through the body as he pleases so that he can pour more abundant honor on the part that lacks, that there might be no schism or a de denominative mindset that is in you as an individual or in the body of Christ. So that there's no hardness in our hearts. Yes, he will exalt those that don't tend to be attracted to by giving them a more prominent gifting maybe of some kind of gift of the Spirit, to humble those that would be tend to be looked up to so that the mountains come down and the valley is raised and the crooked places are made straight and the rough places smooth. This is what God is seeking to do. He is jealous for his bride that we come into such a oneness with him and each other in such a powerful baptism in the Holy Spirit in these last days. He is calling you, brothers and sisters, to wake up as individuals and seek him as never before to repent of the things that harden your heart the things of the loves of this world with many it's the gods of amusement you spend hours watching sports and you don't seek god in prayer god has something far more fulfilling than your sports that you watch i'm not condemning you and saying you have to have some rule that you never watch sports i'm saying your whole focus should be in a love relationship with God where you are finding your fulfillment far greater in prayer, far greater in creative things that you are uniquely made to do that bring forth fruit unto him that is redeeming the time for the days are evil. There's no time to fail, to waste time on idleness. Repent of the gods of amusement of the loves of pleasure and of the world and of seeking your own ambitions and spending so little time seeking God in prayer and with his people. This is the message that God is giving for these last days. 
And so I thank you that I can share this message. And I have a book on the internet called on Amazon.com called God Headship and Body Invasion about this new order that God wants to bring into the body of Christ. There is nothing less. It cannot go any other way. There must be the fullness of the headship of Christ inhabiting local assemblies around the world. We must align with God's zeal to fulfill John 17, to bring forth a fearless, bold, humble, conquering bride church for the glory of God in these last days. Thank you for listening to this message.